find all blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity, elevation, revelations, and manifestation. You are now here sitting live with the Divine Prince and always an archive at your leisure and convenience. Pan-African spiritualist, author and advisor, Elagoon Oloye, Hoodoo Obeya Bokur, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African Hoodoo world spiritualist perspective understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, my affirmation, reverberation, and my reiteration, and it is my personal ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my being, my walk, my works along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we're challenged with here in this daily existence on Mother Father Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is. Ashe, Asheo, Ashe, I welcome you, yes, indeed, to another edition of Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes, it is Friday, May 8th, 2020, and I am emanating and vibrating with you now, live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum universally from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince, Thai Potions, Hoodoo Central, in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, to land of my ancestors and those who came before me, those who became before us along this hoodoo, voodoo, obey a life path and journey. It is indeed why I'm here. It is indeed my motivation. It is indeed why I get up every day, every day and move forward in this action, in this activity. When you visit the house of the divine prince, and I know right now physically you can't get in here, though many of you would like to get in here, uh, but, but I'm going to take you in virtually. And as we move along each day with the broadcast, I'm, I'm going to show you a little bit more. I'm going to expand what, what you can see and, and, and actualize a little bit more. But those who've been here already know, already understand, first thing coming forward is you touch that ground. You acknowledge those ancestors that came before us. You acknowledge the ancestors of this land, of this house, of this voodoo ministry, but indeed of this lineage, indeed. And it is that from which I have my beginnings every day. It is that from which I have my start every day. Even at the beginning of this show, 
I acknowledge ancestors and those who came before. But, oh, I hear you. I heard you and I hear you clearly. Uh, adjustments have already been made. <laughs> adjustments have already been applied. And know that in this sacred space that we now share, this squared circle of gods and goddesses, there will always be room for spirit. There will always be room for spirit. Listen, if you came for another edition of, of cutting up, <laughs> of acting real ratchet, you know, of feeding you uh, um, bits and pieces and morsels, you better hurry up. The soup line might be closing soon. The soup line might be closing soon, so you bet you better get going. You better get going. They might still be broadcasting those kibbles and bits. Here we sit down to a table, a buffet. Today we sit down to a table, a buffet, of power, of energy, of knowledge, of history, of experience. Oh, oh I hear you. Oh, I hear you. I hear you clearly. Oh, and I can see you, but you know what? I can also see right through you. <laughs> I can also see right through you. And so know that there's no coincidences. Know that there's no such thing as random. Know that there's no such thing as disorder, even in the midst of disorder, there's some mindset that's moving forward. There's some seed that has been planted that's now happened to birth forward into real world manifestation. And a God and a goddess checks me first. Checks me first. It isn't quick to argue, isn't quick to bait. Remember I said God speaks in a soft, still voice. My mother told me that. Evangelist Stavis told me that. God speaks from a soft, still voice. And then I added to that my understanding of that. Absolutely, God will not argue with you, won't debate with you, go back and forth with you. I've been doing a lot of outdoor cooking, so I got flying critters in my house, y'all. God won't debate with you, won't go back and forth with you, won't argue with you, won't scream real loud so that you so you can hear it over over the sound of your own voice, over the noise of your own head, over the noise of our own fragile understanding. But your ancestors, they will whop you. <laughs> Just like Big Mama would box your ears. Just like my mama would pinch those thighs, pinch that arm in, in the middle of ceremony if you weren't quiet, if you weren't behaving, if you weren't paying attention, she'd wake you up. Oh, and you better not cry. You'd better not shout out. You'd better not make a fuss. Then she'd put up her finger <laughs> and quietly, with a smile on her face, walk you to the basement of that sanctuary. And, and whip that brush out of her bag. <laughs> and she'd get you in order real quick. She'd get you in order real quick. And I understand that we live in a very different day. We live in a very different time. Our earthly, physical, carnal, material 
earth-based manifestation, our first, second, third, fourth level, level chakra manifestation of our ancestors is our elders and the respect that we show and give to our ancestors, those who came before, those who laid the foundation, those who paved the way, those who have done the work, so that you can be as revolutionary as you want to be today, so that you can be as revivalist as you want to be today, so that you can be as independent as you want to be today. We acknowledge the work of the ancestors, those known and unknown. But then, oh, then, <laughs> there are those other powers that come into play, those other energies that come into play. And those of you who have your love affair with Oshun, love Oshun. Love Oshun, if you love Oshun, Oshun will love on you. Oshun will bring you blessings. Oshun will bring you peace. Oshun will bring you balance. Oshun will bring you tranquility. Oshun moves in clear water, moves in fresh water. But know that water is the most powerful force on earth. Water can barrel through ground, through rock, through, through gravel, through clay, through your drama, through your blocks, through your chained up, locked up mess that, that you've worked so hard to, to keep concealed that you've worked so hard to paint over and make it real look, look real pretty on the outside. But look at your heart, look at your spirit. And if you ain't ready to look at your heart or your spirit, what's your manifestation? Is that working for you? Is it working for you? Is that what you know, that what you understand, that what you follow, that what you support? that what you get up to get your key key on with every day is it working for you see because i'm not here to, to to disrupt anybody's natural organic karmic destination to, to where you're headed where you're going i'm a fisherman and i'm here to capture and recapture the, the community the kingdom that is voodoo the Pan-African, trans-Atlantic, trans-African footprint and presence of my lineage, my inner standard, my bloodline. I'm with a journey of self-discovery. And in that, God or the goddess, for those of you who, who need to hear that, <laughs> took me back to me, held a mirror up to me, showed me myself. Me, myself, and I. I'm asked every day, what do I do? Where do I begin? What do I read? Oh, oh we're going to cover that. I got a stack of books right next to me. I, I told you all I would, I would remember, if not produce, uh, that series of, of African-American books I was talking about. And I still haven't found my Images of America, African-Americans of St. Louis. I was able to find my African-Americans of New Orleans. And there's one for DC, there's one for Atlanta, there's one for Chicago. Um, 
almost anywhere there's a historic African-American footprint. Um, once upon a time, you could have gotten these in a Walmart, in a Walgreens. They're published by ArcadiaPublishing.com, www.Arcadia, A-R-C-A-D-I-A, ArcadiaPublishing.com. And it's a series of books called Images of America, Images of America, and then African Americans of this particular edition is New Orleans. I have another edition that's specific to St. Louis. Of course, where my family live, exists, and have a history, have a footprint, those are the books that, that I go after. Uh, my first copy of this series was gifted to me by my mother, and that was the images of, of, images of America, African Americans of St. Louis. And, and it does include Meacham Park, Kirkwood, when Kirkwood had Black people, an enclave of Black people living in it on Fillmore Avenue. Um, and of course, as I suggested yesterday, many of those communities don't exist anymore, with us anymore. So these books are becoming powerful tools in terms of our ability to um, preserve our history, preserve our story. And, and every day, once a day, three or four times a day, I'm asked about, again, what do I read? What do I study? What should I be, be looking at? Uh, of course, the books that I want to talk about are not, are not within arm's reach. Um, so I am going to talk a little bit more about that. I am going to share a little bit more about that. And I'm going to give you exactly what you want but I'm also going to give you exactly what you need. And remember, my live call-in number is area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. When you are indeed ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone keypad. This will alert me that there is a caller in queue, and I will be more than happy to unmute your mic and entertain your your reading request um, live here on the show. And of course, show all due respect to Kiona, my beloved moderator, um, tirelessly, somehow effortlessly, um, shows up to be present with us each and every day at high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time, and helps me to see my questions and keep order in the chat and, and sort of not lose uh, track of technically what might be going on here so that I can stay with you here. I swear by spirit. I say it often, if not every day, I swear by spirit. And not just hearing spirit, recognizing spirit, seeing spirit, but then operate in it. So when spirit speaks, I listen. When spirit say make changes, I make changes. When spirit says make adjustments, I make adjustments. And so I will not inter interrupt the flow moving forward. I, I won't interrupt the flow of spirit. So some of you understand what I mean. Some of you understand what I'm presenting. But I'm open to your questions. I'm open to your requests. But more importantly, I'm, I'm open to your, your reading requests. 
and your personal interest in self and moving forward and growing forward and, and developing. I, I want to I want to create powerful readers. I want to create a generation of powerful healers. I want to create a, a generation of, of, of powerful spiritualists, not just right now in my in my living time, but long after this this fades away. This is temporary. You all do understand that. This is temporal. And, and there will be another generation. There will be a replacement to what, what is happening now that's trending and popular and, 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 and favored that seems so pertinent and important in the moment is relative in the space of, of time. It's, it's so relative. And so what are you creating? What are you manifesting? What is manifesting in your demonstration? Let's talk about that. Let's look at that. Let's be willing to do that work. Man, I'm impressed so wild by some of my, my godchildren and my clients and my initiates right now for their willingness to do the work, for their willingness to do the work, for their willingness to take the time to not just sort of thumb through a book, skim through a book, but really apply to understand is to apply what you believe you understand. Are you following me <laughs> to apply, to apply, to actually do that which you believe you understand is what I call understanding. That's when you take it from out, from out of the book. and then put it into real world manifestation. That was Buckland's, Buckland's Complete Book of Witchcraft by Raymond Buckland. Uh, this book is uh, modern. By modern, I, I wanna say, I'm, I'm looking for that copyright date. Um, I wanna say the late 70s, uh, 1998. Now this might be a republish, but it's not, 1800s, this is more of a workbook for people who believe they're on the path of witchcraft, who, who want to better understand what witchcraft is and why I reinforce every day that it's not ATR, that it's not hoodoo, it's not conjure, it's not African. We don't have any uh, direct connection to it. We have a symbolic connection in that our symbolism, our imagery, our understanding have been appropriated, in some cases bastardized, um, over the generations um, since time memorial. And so it, it's claimed to have originated from Mesopotamia, or it's claimed to originate in the Middle East, or it's claimed to be originated in, Af in Asia. Um, anywhere, before we acknowledge the motherland, <laughs> anywhere before they acknowledge the cradle of existence, though the archaeologists keep saying and the scientists keep documenting the cradle of humanity rests in, in Mother Africa. Another book that I'm going to offer you today, I'm not going to do a whole show of books. I'm going to do a few books every day. We might discuss a few books every day. 
Uh, and I'll look at your uh, comments and, and questions um, momentarily. Just give me a moment. Another book that I like is The Practical Astrologer. Practical Astrologer. And this is another workbook. Workbook. And understand, these, these are books that I teach from. These are books that I would normally have my students seek out, order, buy. This copyright is 1987. Just for clarity, that's, that's a year after I, uh, I moved to California for the first time. In 1987 um, is when this, this book was, was done. And it's a workbook, so it not only teaches, explains, help you to organize what you know, help you then to apply what you know, just like you would if you were here and, and had personal hands-on instruction. Now, if you have questions, of course, you can always ask me, you can always inquire, and I'd be willing to, to assist you with that. And the third book before I move forward is by Tony Willis, and that's the Ruinic workbook and i know i have some people in my in my chat that are interested in ruin ruin work um and so this is a great again it's another workbook it's not only going to talk to you explain to you teach you share with you um, what ruins are and 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 how and where they came from but also how to work them and how to work with them let me look at my live chat because if there's anything going on right now, I would not know. Uh, as you can tell, I've, I've shifted the position of the camera. So if I'm not turned to look at the chat, I, I don't know exactly um, uh, what's happening. Uh, what are my thoughts on aragonite? Organite. I'm not sure I understand um, which mineral is being suggested. Give me a second. Ah, uh, uh, the book I'm looking. Oh, here it is. Okay. And typically, I have a piece of aragonite in front of me. But of course, always the things that I need. I. I <laughs> They don't often be right in front of me when I'm on air. Um, so I'm not clear if that's, the, if that's the stone that's being asked about or if you're asking about a different um, mineral or stone altogether. Uh, if we are talking about aragonite, it's spelled a little bit differently. So we could be um, talking about a spelling issue. Or, yeah, this is, um, I hope you can see this picture because I don't have my stone uh, near me. Wait a minute. Okay, aragonite, yeah, that's not a very good picture. Um, and I have one. I have a big, beautiful aragonite <laughs> somewhere close. I'm just not sure where right now. Um, and it's, it's a great crossroads stone. It's a great stone like your um, quartz clusters that it's good for bringing things together. 
meeting energies at a particular point. Now she's talking about he's organite resin. Yeah, I'm not familiar with organite resin. Um, and I try to avoid anything that's artificial. I, I try to avoid anything that's not organic, uh, and, and particularly in, in spirit work. Um, if it's not a mineral, a stone, a gem, a metal, silver, copper, gold, um, I, I try and avoid it. Um, I avoid resin work. Um, sometimes you go to these these fairs, these art fairs, or these crystal fairs, or these new age fairs, and they use these various resins to sort of create and recreate jewelry. Um, and, and there might be a crystal embedded in it, but the body of, of the piece is this resin or this other um, material. I, I don't favor those things. Uh, forgive me for looking over here. I forgot the cameras over here. Um, I don't favor those things. Um, when I was really, really young, I did. Um, when I didn't know a whole lot, um, I did. Uh, if it was cute, I bought it. Um, and I would often find that those people pieces would break. Those pieces um, don't have longevity. Um, when I started amplifying my own vibration, my own energy, and, and particularly when I started doing energy work with other people, those pieces just would not hold up. Um, wands, for instance, was one of the things I was really curious about. And I discovered that there are very few wands on the market that are natural, that are organic, that don't, in, in, don't um, involve other synthetic, artificial, unnatural materials. And they don't last a whole lot of time. And I will consider glass because there's some glass wands out there, melted glass, and then they sort of place the, the quartz in it. I don't consider glass um, to be a natural organic material unless we're talking about black obsidian, which is a natural organic um, forming glass in, in nature. So I'm, my knowledge base of, of man-made materials is, is not that great. Um, I often don't suggest man-made materials uh, particularly in doing healing work, self self work, ritual work. Um, so I'm no, I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with the idea that we are somehow um, specific to and 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 locked into um, things that aren't organic, aren't natural. Is it always a personal thing? I talked about that yesterday. It's it's enforced upon us it's promoted at us it, it's it's pushed in our face in almost every arena of our life today um plastic i'm, I'm eliminating plastic uh, from my life uh, to the best of my ability uh, of course you can't buy a tv or a computer that doesn't have plastic in it but most certainly food items food storage items food items and drink items that are packaged in plastic i'm i'm moving away from that just like I moved away from microwaves uh, 10 years ago, you know, I haven't owned a microwave or, or used a microwave in, in that length of time. So, no, I'm not familiar. Um, beloved, I might look at it um, a little bit later and and see um, what, what might be of, of, of use in that or of importance, but I'm not familiar with it, no. And I'm not going to 
attempt to talk to uh, talk about uh, something, particularly something man-made that I'm not necessarily educated on. I invite you all to use my live listening and call-in number at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone pad. I'll be more than happy to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. And of course, know that you can join us here live on air, on screen, on video, by visiting my StreamYard link. Uh, I think I have it posted uh, in the chat, but I also have it uh, as a banner. I'm gonna repost that. Yeah, there we go. Um, and if it needs to be recopied into the to the chat, I might I might address that momentarily. Um, I, as always, get up and I look at the news and I and I check the weather. I check the weather, and, and who doesn't? Who doesn't check the weather? Who doesn't see what's evolved, what's changed? You know, what might be uh, a threat? You know, what storm cloud might be coming? Who doesn't do that? There's no real reality of being still or consistent that doesn't change or isn't altered. Even our most consistent discipline, we have to check the weather. We have to check the season. We have to check what might now have to be adjusted in our journey. So I'm doing some self adjustments right now and it's going to show up a great deal on the show i won't have to explain it a whole lot you'll kind of see it you'll kind of feel it um you'll experience it um, but we all must grow we all must evolve we all must change we all must move forward and spirit is like getting jammed up like right here in my throat Right here, my and I'm finding that I've got to say more. I've got to speak more. Oh, I know some of you think I've I've already been talking for 12 years, and and that I don't have more to say. I've got a whole great deal more to say. I've got a whole great deal more of my story to share and my experience to share, not just for your entertainment, but so that you can get a greater understanding of the spirit journey that is voodoo, the spirit journey that is ATR, and, and the authentic walk of that, the, the authentic demonstration of that. We're so quick to get worked up about the white man. We're so get, quick to get worked up about the system. We're so quick to get worked up about racism and, and white supremacy without checking our own house without checking our own behavior, without checking to be sure that the white supremacy ain't in you, that the racism ain't in you, that you are the, the uh, arbitrator of, the, the, the oppressor of, the demonstrator of, or that you're not operating as a product of, in the environment of. And so now your behavior is affected by and altered by. Sometimes we call that post-traumatic slave disorder. But I'm, I'm coming up with a new concept, post-traumatic religion disorder. <laughs> you know, a, a post-traumatic slave religion disorder. 
um, and, and how we now, in all our Arisha romance and excitement, are seeking alternatives and what's new and what's trending and, and what's happening. And we're carrying church, ill church, sick church, ill mindset, sick, sick behavior, sick demonstrations, right along with us now into the new trend, into the new fad. And, do, and don't want to be checked, don't want to be handled like Big Mama would handle, like, like Big Papa would handle, with love, with nurture, with care. But let me tell you, I'm irritated by foolishness. I'm irritated. Listen, this ain't like personal. I'm irritated at my age. I'll be 54 this year. Between 2005 and, and 2020, I've seen a lot of foolishness online. I've seen a lot of foolishness on social media. I've listened to a lot of foolishness and sat through a lot of foolishness on Blog Talk Radio, or on my show and on other people's shows, on my platform and in other platforms. And I'm open to what's new. Let me be clear. I'm open to what's new. That's why I'm aware of it. I'm open to what's, trend to what's trending. That's why I'm aware of it. And I do spend in whatever available waking hour that I might have, um, listening to other shows and visiting other platforms and observing your demonstration. I might do shows where I just read the readers. I mean, just read the readers because the readers need to be read. The, the readers indeed need to be read. There's a thin line between buffoonery, minstrel show, cartoonism and spirituality and religion, culture, truth, and helping people to stand up in their truth. I can't foster the notion that all black people are the same. I can't do that. I can't foster the notion that, that the only thing that black people are interested in is rump shaking, booty shaking, cursing, profanity, foolishness, Keep it, keep it at 100, which often looks a whole lot like keeping it ghetto. And, and there's nothing wrong with keeping it ghetto. There's nothing wrong with being ghetto. That's indeed who and what you are. But don't mix it up as spirituality and religion. Don't, don't mix it up as culture. Don't, and for sure, don't mix it up as ethnicity. I resent the idea that I'm not black enough or I don't talk black enough. Well, my demonstration don't live up to what other black people say or do. That's how we fall into the political traps. That's how we continue to follow the same systems that don't work for us as a community. We are indeed not monolithic. And I also don't want to foster the notion that all black gay people are the same either. I don't need to be painted up. I don't need to be in a wig. I don't need to be in a dress. And for sure, I don't need to maintain the buffoonery and the minstrel show. You do understand the buffoonery and the minstrel show. For generations, the only space that we were allowed to speak, the only space in which we were allowed to come forward was never about seriousness, was never about facts. <laughs> it was about entertainment. It was about buffoonery. It was about cartoon
Thank you for your patience. I had to answer the door, which I already forewarned you of, and then, of course, bleach my hands. But over the centuries, to sort of belittle, demonize, um, limit our exposure, limit our growth, um, limit the world's ability to take us seriously, we've often been put in a position to be cartoonish, to do the minstrel show to put on the black face, to shuck and jive and dance and sing, particularly when we're trying to be serious about something, trying to move something forward that, that hits us and affects us all at the, at the grassroots level, at the root, if you will. And so I cannot be, <laughs> nor will I be, your root work conjure man uh, uh, voodoo mystery show. Just can't do it. Just can't. And so if we're going to address spirituality and religion, root work, conjure, hoodoo, voodoo, OBS, then we have to discuss history. We have to discuss culture. We have to discuss sexism and, and racism and, and white supremacy. We have to in, in the context of how it has sculpted our reality, and unfortunately, the reality that we live and exist in today. The fact that we're still being uh, openly, outwardly lynched in the streets by, by police and, and, and so-called police citizens um, is just unacceptable. And, and I asked yesterday and the day before, where, where are my root workers now? Where are my conjure men and women now? Where are my voodoo practitioners now when it really matters? When it really matters, where are you now? Or, or is this just a look for you? Or is this just a game for you? Or is this, this just the newest virtual reality personality, character, avatar for you? What's beneath the avatar? What's behind the Wizard of Oz? curtain in your voodoo, in your hoodoo, in your public display. I, I'm calling you out to be public today. There's no more, um, you know, I'm sneaking down the road to see the old lady in the last house. This ain't 1700. This ain't 1800. <laughs> this ain't 1900. This is 2020. No one who's evident, who's real, moves in silence, moves in object silence at that, relative silence, relative autonomy, but, but not object autonomy, <laughs> you know, not absolute, you know, uh, 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 silence and isolation. Those who you work with, those who you affect, those who you healed, those who you've changed, have to then crop up somewhere else in the garden. And, and that manifestation comes through. That manifestation shows. That manifestation glows. I have some people right here in this audience. I won't say who or what, but their life been changed by this show. Their business has been changed by this show. And, and their sense of what's available to me, what's coming, what I have control over and mastery over, has shifted since their participation in the show. 
And so for that, I'm grateful. It is those people that I'm here to touch. It is those people that I'm here to reach, those who are willing to do the work. If you want to hear, great, I welcome you. If you want to watch, great, I welcome you. If this is a source of entertainment for you, great, I welcome you. But know that that's not my motivation. Know that that will never be why I get up every day and, and get myself together and, and, and put my face on to come and share with you in this platform. I'm grateful for this sacred space that we create and that we share here each and every day at High New U.S. Central Standard Time. But I'm even more grateful for revolution, for change, for revival. I choose not to be a victim. I choose not to be a passive participant. I choose not to sit back and watch it happen and wait for it happen, for it to happen, and then sort of decide from a defensive position as to what I should do, how I should act, how I should move. I step out into life with authority and conviction every day, every day. Even now, virtually, I step out in authority and conviction right at the top of the show, right in every divine moment and time space. This moment is no different than any other in our ability to shape and reshape our reality. It is only different in a relative speaking with the new set of rules we have to adhere to, the new set of protocols we have to now adjust to the new weather that we now have to adjust to. Listen, I'm, I'm seeing some crazy stuff out there. Really, when I see you, when I look at you individually, collectively, as a community, as nations on the planet, as continents on the planet, I see things and I see things clearly. I do. And, and if we don't get it together, I want to say, if you have not got it knit together, you're in for a bumpy ride. You're in for a bumpy ride. We are already as a people, already in the society playing catch up, playing catch up to who we are, to our roots, to our lineage, to our past, to, to, to the recapturing of ourselves, the regaining of our land, our property, but more importantly, our identity and our sense of being in the world, wherever we are in the, in the pan-African, trans-African diaspora. But indeed, who and what we are in this present moment of time space has everything to do with what you can expect tomorrow. And if you're not moving towards your goal, your destiny, right now, in this moment, then what are your expectations for tomorrow? Other than to continue to be a victim, a consumer, a participant in, in, in somebody else's crowd while they, while they grow, while they advance, while they achieve, and, and you flock. Like fans, they don't even acknowledge you. They read you right in the middle of their platform. And you love the entertainment of it. That's minstrel show. 
That's buffoonery. That's, okay, let's put it in modern terms. That's going to see the stand-up comic who might pick you out of the crowd and diss you and dismiss you to, to, the, to the applause and laughter of, of the room. Is that indeed where we are now seeking to get our spirituality and religion from? Seriously. Seriously, help me out, Keona. What am I missing in this equation? I, I just don't get it. Thank you so much, callers, for being present with me at area code 845-277-9143, area code 845-277-9143. When you are ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I'll open your mic, and I'll bring you into the conversation. If you wish to be here live with me now on StreamYard on the show, and particularly if you are interested in a reading, uh, divination, consultation here on the show, please do uh, follow the uh, I invite you to join us link that's scrolling on the stream at uh, StreamYard.com um, and then type that uh, CH code word. It begins with CH. Uh, what is it? C H D P Z five I V six I. Type that in, and I'll be able to bring you uh, directly in on the show with me, and we can all be live on air. Alafia, beloved, thank you so much for being present with us. The angels too. We certainly appreciate you. Thank you, Dee Dee Harmon, for your love and your support and your consistent attendance. We most certainly do appreciate you as well. And I appreciate all my regulars. I know that I have regular listeners, regular followers, subscribers who've actually pushed the button, who've actually clicked like. <laughs> I, and I appreciate you. And I know that I don't have to be anything different for you. I don't have to be anything new for you. I don't have to make myself up or make myself down for you. And, and I appreciate your consistency, your love, your support. You're continuing to show up here with me in this space. But even for my new listeners, even for my new sojourners, even for my new viewers, even for those who are still just checking it out, please check it out. Check my footprint. Who was I five years ago? Who was I seven years ago? You know, I love Google Photos and how they throw back that, you know, here you were a year ago. You took this photograph six years ago kind of thing. Uh, other platforms like Instagram have now instituted that. Uh, but, but I think Google was one of the first uh, applications to actually do that. And so how much voodoo was I 10 years ago? How much voodoo was I 15 years ago? And, and more on the shadier side, how much voodoo were you 10 years ago? And how much of your mama's awareness? <laughs> how much of your grandmamas and your granddaddies are aware of your voodoo-ness, of your voodoo activities? You know, you all have to be careful about walking into the setup that you asked for. Oh my God. About walking into the 800 commercials and 900 commercials, you know, that they show you at two in the morning, three in the morning, you know, to, to get your last 1995, to get you to buy that 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 newest piece of plastic that you're not going to use, that's going to collect dust in the corner, 
you know, that you're going to end up tossing out, that you're going to end up giving away. You know, my mama's mama, may she rest in her room. Murph loved that kind of stuff. My grandmother loved that kind of stuff. She was a hardworking woman, owned three houses, two properties, cleaned the white folks' floors, scrubbed the white woman's toilets, ironed, washed, laundered, and ironed the, the, the Catholic church clothes and uniforms and collars and, and whatnot. But my, my grandmother and my mother are the most radical Black people that I can identify uh, for that time, from, from that generation, before it was a fad, before it was a trend, before it was Black power, and the Black power movement was my grandmother, <laughs> who, was, who was born in 1922, who, much like my dad, um, demanded respect. She cleaned the white woman's floors, but she went into the bank and got respect. She went into the mortgage house and got respect. And they all lived on Fillmore Avenue in, in Kirkwood at a time when that was a powerful Black enclave of homeowners, teachers, janitors, garbage men, everyday regular folk who made sure that, like my grandmother, that my mother got an education got a degree, got more than just the basics, got more than just the ele elementary uh, uh, elements, and then pushed out into the world. And there's a voice out there that feeds that. You know, I, I know some of you are listening to me right now. You know, all I got is a GED, all I got is a high school diploma, you know, and, I, and I'm doing the best that I can, and I'm taking care of, and I'm struggling for and pushing forward through for your family. And, and I honor that and I acknowledge that. But man, don't, don't sit here and pretend like it wouldn't be easier if you had more skills, more knowledge, more details, earlier on in the game, more healing early on in the game. That's why we have generational poverty. You already set back. Before you're born, before you conceived of, you're already set back. And so if you grow up in the neighborhood, in the environment, on the block, and I say all the time, you know, you hug the block, but the block don't hug back. Ask anybody who's gone to prison. Ask anyone who's gone to the joint. Who wrote you letters? Who put money on your books? Who stood up for you? Who was there for you when, when, when they needed you? So you're... you're mental neighborhoods, your spiritual blocks, not blockages, your spiritual communities, people who think like you, people who post stuff that you like every day, people who meme up stuff that you just have to click with every day. Be clear about the minds behind those memes. I like those meme accounts. Though I don't support them, I like them. You know, often there's no author, there's no creator, there's no owner. Uh, often the user profile has no real image, you know, but, but they love those memes, you know, and they may have 50,000 followers. They may have 100,000 followers. And the general public loves the meme, the Christian meme, the religious meme, the, 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 the Hindu meme, the political meme. But, but how often do we look at the people posting the memes. 
the mindset behind the meme. Oh, the meme is cute. Oh, it, all the memes are cute. But do they really apply to you? Do they really speak for the owners? <laughs> you know, that are the people who are putting up, you know, this stuff, you know, primarily for likes and follows, you know. And so we, we can't go at Hulu like that. Not on my watch. We can't go at root work and conjure like that. Not on my watch. We can't go for ATR like that. Not on my watch. So be a comedian. Okay? Be entertaining, but don't call it voodoo. Don't call it hoodoo. Don't call it opium. And, and, and don't try to mask it as ATR tradition. Now you're being commercial, capitalistic, oppressive, uh, you know, a colonizer, an appropriator, a, a bastardizer of this tradition. I once had that as a part of my subtitle, the, the appropriation and, and bastardization of African-based traditional systems. I removed it a few months back. I thought maybe it was a little too aggressive. But I hear you. I'm listening. You you all want aggression. You all want direct. You all want no holds bar. But understand that's that's what you're getting right here. You just you're just not getting a lot of dramatics with it. Okay. What kind of dramatics should I add, you know, to, to keep you entertained? I, I did change up my background just, just a little bit. I, I did give you a different view, but oh my goodness, we're talking about our lives here. Our very lives, our very sense of being, and, and those who follow us not just in genetically, not just your children and your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, those multitudes of people right now who are listening to us, who are watching our demonstration right now in this space. And I'm sure these tapes and these videos, which do go into archive, by the way, remember your reading would be automatically recorded, performed here in a space, and you always had the option to go back and, and listen to it. But man, what are we setting down for history to say about who we are and what we are? Some of my up and coming and wannabe practitioners, y'all need to think about that. Y'all need to think about that. What will the internet say about you? What will social media say about you? Not the chatter, not the noise. I'm talking about what will your Facebook your MySpace, your Yahoo 360, your YouTube, say about you 100 years from now, 50 years from now, three years from now, particularly those of you in the sound of my voice that's going to be tarot card readers tomorrow, <laughs> who are not understanding that the footprint that you've already left is in the clouds, boo-boo, forever, forever. And, and that's why people change up the names, change up the notes, change up the tones, change up the imagery, <laughs> you know, change up the, uh, uh, the, the avatars, hoping that you forget, hoping that you don't connect the dots.
sometimes our politicians do the exact same thing, hoping you don't remember, hoping you forget, hoping for, for sure that you don't like the news, that you don't listen to the, to the media hype, so that when the next opportunity for your vote or for your action or activity or support or lack thereof, you act accordingly. And know that those of you who claim you don't vote, you're acting accordingly. You're acting out a predetermined program. You're not being autonomous. You're not being individualistic. You're not self-empowered you know, by, your, by your choice to not participate in the system. You're just a victim. You're just a statistic. You're just on for the ride. And I refuse. Voodoo chief refused. King of New Orleans voodoo refused to ever be the victim, to ever take a passive position to nothing, nothing. Personal, professional, business-wise, health-wise, mentally, nothing. I'm, I'm always going to take the, the, the aggressive road, but I'm also going to take the high road. Man, I'm still adjusting to all of this hair, y'all. <laughs> I've never had hair on my face this long before, ever. And it's a bit of an experiment. I, I want to see how long it'll grow. Of course, hair and beards are, are real popular right now. Um, but don't get it confused. I'm non-binary, gender-defining, with or without hair on my face. Um, but hair is real popular right now. It's, it's a fashion thing. It's on, it's on trend. And I'm just curious, like dreadlocks, to see how long it'll grow um, before it really gets on my nerves or, or before we really see the end um, of, this, of this virus. So it's always tickling and moving and, and curling like black hair will do and twirling and moving around. So I'm always thinking something's on my face. I'm always thinking something's on my mouth and it's all the hair <laughs> that keeps interacting with, with my conversation. So um, forgive me. I appreciate your comments and your love and your support and your offerings and your donations. Thank you so much for calling in um, area code 323. Okay, that's Kiona. Kiona, beloved, you're my Yes, greetings. Greetings. Could you please check the PayPal? Sean Wynn has sent $45 and he wants to make sure it went through. And if it, gone, it has gone through, he will be calling in to get a live reading. Okay. Um, I appreciate that. It's a, it's a, it's a new adjustment. Okay. Uh, typically don't, I didn't think about having to like check my email or my PayPal while the show was actually going on. Yeah, um, Sean Wynn, what, what's your area code? Put your uh, or get on the phone line. Are you seven one three? Hold on, Kiana. Okay. Area code seven one three. Who's calling and where are you calling from? This Sean Wynn. I'm calling from Temple, Texas. Greetings, beloved. All right. How can I assist you today? What's your question, comment, request? Well, you said they had the reading for the $45. Um, so I just wanted to. What is I don't know the process. I'm I'm putting it all in your hands. You know, I'm, I'm open-minded uh, right now. 
Beloved, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you see me? Uh, no, no, I can't see you. I, I just got through uh, getting off YouTube, though I have seen you. Okay. Um, the, the process, I, I, I just gave it to you. How can I help you? What is your question? Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, I wanted to donate money anyway. I appreciate what you've done for me. You've actually helped me out in the, uh, in the last few days from the previous questions that I've had, uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, so, you know, I don't I don't really have any questions at all. To tell you the honest, the goodness, true. Not okay. You know. Well, listen, are you are you willing but, to be? In- Listen, listen to me. Are you willing to go forward with a with a general reading? Now hear me. Now yeah, hear me yeah. before. Wait. Mm. Hear me before you say yes. Because remember now, the whole world is watching us, not just you. Yeah. Mm. So hear me. I don't suggest general readings normally, and I want to explain why. Because if you don't breathe on the table, which you're not physically here to do. If you don't speak your energy into the air, whoever your reader is has nothing really to draw from. And and I say all the time that we're not allowed to go into your minds to access your personal business. So no reader, think about it, so no reader can do that or has permission to do that. So when I do a general reading, you're accepting what spirit might have to say. You're accepting what destiny might have to say. And, and, and you hear me say on the show all the time that God speaks in a soft, still voice. It is God or the goddess that we believe that writes destiny. And your ancestors, right before you called, I said your ancestors will hit you on the head. They will bump you on the head for your own good particularly if they think you can't see, you can't hear, you don't understand, you're not listening, or you're in denial, your ancestors will boop, wake up, boo boo, they'll box your ears just like grandma. So I've thrown cards now. I allowed you to talk long enough to absorb your energy. That's why I kept interrupting you and saying, listen to me, answer, answer these questions. Now, I heard you say, you know, you just want to share an offering, and I appreciate that. I, I do, <laughs> particularly in a time like this, uh, when we can't work, we can't perform, we can't film, uh, we can't uh, get out. But if you want me to do a general reading for you, live mm-hmm. now on air, I will. But I'm warning you now, it's some shady cards already on the table. Oh, it's some shady cards already on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm being professional. I'm I'm, I'm being nice. I'm, yeah. I'm guard. I'm guarding your manhood, especially live on camera, live on air. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just telling you, if you want the general reading, I'll yeah. give it to you. But but as a reader, I'm telling you, you got some shady stuff on you. Now now if you want the opportunity, so? now if you have, if you want the opportunity to choose a topic. A point of interest that you want your guy to speak to, I'll reshuffle. And if I you want me to, what, no, don't re, no, don't reshuffle. Uh, you know, you the teacher. You know what I'm saying? 
Tell me what tell me what you got on live air, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll go back and look at it. You know what I'm saying? If I'm gonna be a student or I'm gonna follow you or I gotta, you know, see what you got going on. I've been watching you for a while. It's not you know, I've been watching for about a year, you know, watching uh, on and on on the internet and going to your um website. So, you know, but like I said, if you see something that doesn't need to be uh blurted out into the public ears uh, then I would have to take your advice on that and try to maybe be private. But if it's something like I say, shit, I mean, you know, go for what you know. I done paid the $45, and I appreciate what you've helped me with so far, and you've been accurate with that. So, you know. Now, let me respond and to I, what you just Let me respond to what you just said. Um, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm a son of a teacher, um, and I'm grateful for that. But when I'm reading, I'm not teaching. You you might learn, and, and those in the room who had my reading know that the, the teaching is overwhelming while the reading is going on. But when I'm in the in the in the position of reading, I'm not being a teacher. You want me to be a troop teller. You want me well, to go. be a doctor channel, the spirit. Go, go. And I'm there dark. Dark clouds on the table. <laughs> now, mean, the first, what, I mean, the first aspect that presents a problem on the table is in your career, education, how you earn your living, and then personal life path choices. Now, listen, let me speak, Sean, but at any point that you want me to stop and that we then carry this conversation off air, I'm willing to do that. Okay. But the first thing is is a problem as it relates to your career, your education, how you earn your living, personal life path choices, and it's immediate because it's showing up first position on the table. It's also showing up as a homework sign. How do I fix it? How do I repair it? How do I change it? How do I go about it? How do I focus my power, my energy, my knowledge? my awareness at a target. Th th that is my homework sign. This sign also represents ego, self-esteem, how you feel about your value, your work, your position in the question. Now, remember, you didn't, you didn't have a question. This will be a general reading. But I've already told you what I'm looking at specifically targets your career, education, probably your job, and how you make your money. It's in the first position on the table, which in terms of time, is the furthest removed. So this is already in motion. This may be what you've heard. This may be uh, a rumor as it relates to your job or how you make your money or how you earn your living. You may be in a bit of a whole pattern right now, specifically because of the virus. But this is problematic on the table. What follows it represents a seasonal change, a seasonal change. When I say seasonal change, God's divine timing, all things end for our own good so that a new season can begin. So there may have already been some change, some adjustment as it relates to your job or how, how you make your living that's recent 
as recent as the last three months, but it's very problematic on the table. It, it's not consistent on the table. The next sign represents whether things grow or die, whether things move forward or become a roadblock. And it's being represented by my sign that speaks to contractual agreements. Often what we sign with a pen, though we can make verbally binding contractual agreements. Oh, sure, I'll do that job for you. Oh, sure, I don't have a problem, you know, doing devil time or, or pulling extra hours. But it's showing up as problematic. Something is not being told to you. Something is not being said outright. Something could even be withheld from you that might otherwise change your idea about your present uh, security as it relates to your career, your education, how you earn your living, and then personal life path choices. Ultimately, it affects your happiness and your overall sense of well-being and stability um, long-term. Now, now, when I look at the future, because that was just my foundation, those problematic cards are, are, are a part of the foundational um, footprint on, on the table. When I look forward, destiny is moving here. And, I, and I've said it time and time again, destiny is, is driven by the creators, the divine creators, God, the goddess, however, what language you use, you know, sexual pronouns are not uh, indicative of indigenous culture, by the way. Uh, African culture didn't have he and she. Nana could be a man, Nana could be a woman. That's very modern, if you will. But destiny speaks in a soft, still voice. And so something has been eating at you needling at you. And you might be putting it on the back burner. You might be making a less priority. You might be saying, okay, I'm, I'm planning for, I'll address that at a future time. But the time to address it is right now. Any complications that you see forming that are already on the table are being guided by destiny. Destiny wants you to change your direction. Destiny wants you to do something differently. And yes, you might be able to make it through this storm and do what you do right now and maintain some kind of consistency, but there's a, a doorway open, a vortex that's allowing you to step through it right now. If you, if you do so, that improves your reality. And it has a great deal to do with also um, who you're partnering up with love and relationships, either your, your, your spouse, your partner, where you're placing your love interest, that's also on the table. Um, are you married? Because I feel well. No, man. No, hell no, shit. <laughs> Excuse me. Hell no. Uh, but so let me, let me, let me, so all, everything that you just said, I know that. And you and you are correct, you know, with the career and things not being told. Um, I do have study habits, but all of that, in a nutshell, I do know. So I'm giving you accurate. Last three months, you know, that's all lifetime. 
so I do know I do know those things, and you are correct. Okay, let's talk about the the one thing right now you do not want to talk and, about. That's your love okay. relationship. So you're not married. Are you dating? No, no, no. I live off my Kundalini, but we can get it on 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 live air. Now I'm I, I'm on my first chakra. I haven't. I haven't, uh, I don't get into those kind of things because of my first chakra. And I do live off my, uh, my sexual energy. I, I've actually taken it and turned it into energy, you know, and that's how I'm, I'm and it really does work. You know, I, I don't normally talk to people about this, but I did get it from African uh, comedic uh, study about turning uh, sexual uh, energy into, uh, you know, the whole story. So I, I pretty much, I won't let anybody mess with my first chakra i will not i will not i won't you can tell me to i have i don't i don't get into that i really love my energy that i have and that i that people see uh so I mean, I, that part now, we don't now, now hold on let let that sit there because i want you to hear what you just said mm-hmm. all i said was i see a marriage then i said are you in a relationship are you dating and you immediately went to the first chakra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexual energy. As if there aren't higher levels to that. As if there aren't higher octaves to that. Particularly if you're familiar with tantric study. Tantra is about, to some degree, exactly what you said, accessing the Kundalini, utilizing that power, and particularly the first chakra power, to fuel and further what exactly don't don't answer listen to me to fuel because you said i was a teacher so let me teach to fuel what exactly and the kundalini when we invoke the kundalini then then if we if we know what that is and how that works then we're talking about a serpentine fire that absolutely builds in the first chakra as you mentioned but it's got to rise. And so I did hear you say I'm at the first chakra. And so I don't necessarily interpret you that as, you know, like the 12-step program, I'm on the first step. Okay. And maybe that's exactly what you meant. I, I, I'm just trying to handle survival right now. I'm just trying to handle first chakra elements are survival, animal nature, the most basic things that make you a human. So, so if, if if that's what you meant, I, I'm just doing the first chakra. Then there's a whole nother octave that's associated with that energy that I'm suggesting to you is on the board. The the, the, the seventh sign on the table, the Empress, shows what you're talking about. The, the unification of your your all the chakras below your heart and all the chakras below uh, above your heart. Sun energy at your head, moon energy at your feet. So, so it is about balance, balance, balance. So I'm seeing a connection, an energetic connection, a spiritual connection. I asked you, were you dating? Were you in a relationship? I didn't say who, with what, what kind. You went straight to the first chakra. You did. That's my day. <laughs> That's my day. No, I, I mean, I, 
that what's, when you when you ask Hold on, what's your hello? birthday? Yeah, can you I'm tell me your birthday? I'm a can cancer of the fifth of July. What year? Uh seventy three. What time of day? I don't know. I, I don't know what time. I I, I know it was at night. I, I, I probably two o'clock. I was born after twelve. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The very thing that you might be seeking to avoid, in a very real world literal sense. Now I'm getting into your business. I'm feeling somebody who does not necessarily have the best feeling about relationships, partnerships. Marriages, particularly if you're only seeing the first chakra. And, and that's just not just sex. That's finances, material stuff. That's all first chakra stuff. Carnal, material, on the ground. But I'm seeing a need for, a desire for, particularly with the cards that I've told you are shady on the table, for you to build connection, partnerships with someone who resonates where you are or higher. It's a part of getting you beyond this 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 moment in time. It, 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 it's par for getting you beyond any blocks that might present themselves as an illusion of a challenge for you right now. As I look into the future, which is what I was talking about, your ancestors are deeply involved. I, I didn't get a chance to say that. Your ancestors are deeply involved in the process of what you're loyal to, what you're committed to, where your sense of obligation lies. Um, sometimes that's pen and paper, lease, mortgage, loans, deeds. But we indeed can make verbally binding contractual agreements, emotionally binding contractual agreements, mentally binding contractual agreements. Um, you don't choose your friends. You sort of connect because you have something in common. You sort of connect because you can relate to, to one another. So this is more than first chakra energy. And, 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 and what I'm looking at is, is, is water. Water, knowledge, wisdom your awareness, your fluidity into that that's what this person brings. But a but a relationship has to be cemented. A marriage has to take place. And and if I'm looking at your spirit life, because this started off as a general reading, but that little piece that you just said, um you gave a spirit direction. I'm seeing somebody that needs to choose that needs to decide, that needs to figure out exactly what path am I on, really. And, and I, all that talk about me being a great teacher and you following me, if, if that's the case, and you're listening to what I say, then you got to do ancestral work and divination. you got to take this to the next level. You're one of the people who I'm trying to reach, who hears me every day, listens to me every day, but still ain't my godchild necessarily, or still ain't necessarily committing to, you know, sort of doing that work. Um, what lies ahead is, is a calamity that shows up primarily in terms of your job, how you earn your living, 
personal life path choice. It's being directed by God. It's being directed by destiny. And your ancestors are doing the work double fold. What that means is you can't resist it. You, you can't stop it from happening. And if they believe you can't hear, you can't see, or you might be in denial, they're going to put a roadblock up that's going to force you to, to make that turn, to make that, that, that choice. Um, I hope by your laughing that you hear clearly what's being said. Are you oh, there? Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Um, so, and here's the other. Here's the other. You know, like I say, and I actually, you know who I am now. You know who I am. All this, all of what you say, y'all can hear you, but I'm not. You know, uh, you know, everybody needs some help along the way, understanding, especially spiritual things. You know what I'm saying? So you know who I am now. You know, so when you come up, hello. Hello. Are you still? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. So, and I and I do I do know my family is involved. I do know that. And um, so yeah, I, I and I I I'm, I am I have went past my first chakra. But when you say relationships, you know, or that nature of things, then that automatically. Uh, sent me to my first chakra. I've blown. I've blown. I, I don't. I've blown chakras. I've blown it to 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 the point to where I know that that I'm not in a uh, you know I'm in a different state of mind. I, I, that's what I say. I've, I've worked all the way up to my first, my fourth chakra, which is my uh, you know the story. That's my psychic chakra. Yeah, and so that's the part that I'm working on. Can I pull from the magical no. book just for a moment for clarity? There's there's a saying, a passage in the magical book that says, where two or more gathered in my name, I will be in the midst of them. So the idea, not just you personally, but anyone who's listening, that our spirit walk is solitary, it's particularly to the extent that we're not dating, we're not focusing on going out in the world. We're not trying to connect. There's a point where it becomes selfish. And oh, all so selfish. Okay. In a way that's not healthy. In a way that's not beneficial. In a way that does not plant seeds and then further the growth of that particular crop, that particular plant. So the relationship never suggests first chakra. Never. As I as I explained it or as it's laid out on the table. In fact, it's a one of consciousness. It's a one of knowledge. It's one of wisdom. And you look on the table like someone who's doing it on their own, going about it their own way. Many of the people that I talk about every day who feel like not only are they not focused in on relationships, First chakra relationship, what you're talking about, but they're not also able to build fourth chakra relationships, fifth chakra relationships, relationships at the business level, relationships uh, socially, relationships that feed other aspects of who you are. We've got to get beyond relationships are always about sex. We got to get beyond that. Relationships are always about that physical contact. Relationships are always about 
Cupid and Valentine's Day and intimacy. And, and I never suggested any of that. I said, if there's a marriage coming, and, 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 and let me be clear, you can't avoid it. You can't stop it. You can't prevent it. Not if you're going to grow. Not if you're going to advance to, to, to the next level. You could very well be in a whole pattern where you are right now. And you might think everything is fine right now. You might think everything is exactly as it should be right now. There's a philosophy behind that. What is and what should be is exactly in order right now. But, but what does that mean? <laughs> you know, particularly in the planning for the next move and the forecasting of the next move. Um, and, and beloved Sean, I'm still being kind of general because we are on camera and not on air. But these, there, there are three cards on the table that are problematic. And, and again, career, education, how you earn your living, and then ultimately that influences and or affects personal life pathway. The second sign is at the fifth chakra. What's being said, what's being communicated, either out here, what's been said or not said to you as it relates to your, your career choice, but more importantly, what you need to say, what you need to bring to the forefront. We have a saying here to stop, a closed mouth don't get fed. And if you aren't clear about what it is you want to eat, you can't ask for it. So don't be subject to the wind, to the, to the, to the weather, as it relates to your career choice. I don't even know what you do for a living, Sean, but I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to what's on the table. And, and you are at the risk of being caught up in a whole pattern where things sort of remain just as they are right now right now, or you have an opportunity to build relationships that furthers you towards the goal that you really want to go in. Are you hearing me? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. No, are you hearing me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm listening and I can hear you, and I, I understand. Oh, okay. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I appreciate your question and for you calling in. I really do. Uh, if there's anything else that I can talk to or address for you, um, let me know. Um, your mic will remain open until you decide um, to close it. Yeah, I'm, Are you yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Like I said, I, I, um, I, like I said, I mainly wanted to, but, you know, I'll just catch up with you a little later. And I appreciate it, man. Okay. I, I heard you say you just wanted to, to support. And then we sort of went into this this reading. I, I hear you. And and, it, and and if we, if if, if I'm going to be involved, then I do want you to know who I am, um, you know, as far as when I come around and what needs to be worked on as far as my spiritual growth uh, and that's that's what i mainly wanted to accomplish today okay um i'm, I'm uh, willing to offer you foundation mm -hmm. information practical information how to apply it 
try to make it work for you. What I'm asking for you is commitment. Oh, okay. Based on what I'm seeing on the table is commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a guy who is not readily and and you and when you went into how you described uh, your love and relationship house, you, you said you confirmed what I'm saying now. I see a guy who's yeah. not ready to commit, who might have a fear, not just in terms of relationships, but to organizations, to groups, to schools, to study, maybe even to to how you know how you earn your living. In fact, what do you do for a living if you can say? Oh, I do all kind of stuff, man. I I get it how I live. Uh, you know, I, I do. Uh, I work in a warehouse right now. I work in a warehouse. I've been working in warehouses for about three months right now. And because of the coronavirus, I've switched jobs in the last three months about four times. You know, I got laid off. You know, because of the virus, I got uh, fired one time. And uh, so yeah, yeah. That that first three months but that's that's monotonous that's not just for three months man that's been for a lifetime here uh uh, uh teacher that's not just <laughs> what you what you said was uh, was correct the last three months but shit that's been that's been over a lifetime that that's been happening so you're right about that now remember what i said on the right side of the table i said mm. you have an opportunity right now to change your direction or yeah. you risk being locked into a whole pattern yeah, and I, you yeah, might, I that part. You you might be okay with going from job to job, place to base. You, you might be okay mm-hmm. with that. You, you might be okay with temporary position. I'm telling you, there's a collective coming, and it may mm-hmm. very well be directly related to Corona, but there's a calamity coming that's going to shut that down for you. That's not going to be as available to you. That's not going to be as convenient for you. It, it might be problematic for you right now, and you're just not going into the details of it. You have mm. got to clarify what you want to do for a living. Mm. And what yeah. you do living is directly associated with your life path choice, who you are. L- let me use me as an example. I could easily still be doing security. I could easily still be sitting behind a desk, answering somebody else's phones, typing somebody else's letters, being a receptionist or the administrator for someone else. But my career path and my personal life path choice intersect when I go into the direction of culture and tradition. This is now not just my job. It's it's an extension of who I am. And many people do a job in a uniform or at a warehouse or or behind a, 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 a cash register, you know, whatever. And, and it's respectable, and it pays the bills, and we do what we need to do. What I'm telling you is, particularly after you sort of gave it that spiritual energy when you started talking, you're not doing exactly right now what God and the ancestors and destiny would have you to do. It might be paying your bills, but it's not fulfilling your destiny. It's, it's not speaking to who you really are and what you're here to contribute to the world. And what I'm predicting, and then I'm gonna let it go now, what I'm predicting is something tragic, some calamity. Uh, uh, the, the warehouse burns down, uh, the, 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 the company goes out of business, you know, the, the, the country 
spikes in, and then we experience a real shutdown. Because this is a stay at home. Yeah. Listen, I'm 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 telling you. And you're gonna have to make another career choice. And then and the career choice that you make is more in line with who you really are. That's what I'm trying to say. So so that part of you that your coworkers don't see, that you don't take out with you when you leave the house every day, that what what you sit in when you are at home, when you are doing your tantra or, or your karma work or, or your uh, um, um, chakra work, it is something there that connects to where you're headed. And because you won't just jump out and do it on your own, it, it's going to require some kind of real world shutdown, real world adjustment that forces you now to look outside your present comfort zone. If you understand what I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to move on because because that's the message right there. Okay, I got you. All right, thank you for calling in. I, I certainly appreciate you. All right. Greetings, uh, Arisha. Um, of course, Jay White. Thank you so much for being present. Um, I guess I need to check my email again. Forgive me, Boss Talk Radio, for the silence, but I can't uh, fumble with the gadget and, and and talk at the same time. Okay, so Jay White, um, where are you, beloved? Uh, I need you on the phone line, the area code 845-277-9143. 845-277-9143. In order to do the uh, readings now, Y'all either got to be on camera or you or you got to be on mic. So that means either following the uh, StreamYard link and, and coming right on in, or Jay White, I need you to call 845-277-9143. Press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I will be more than happy to Unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. Jay White, are you with me? Area code 254. Area code 254. Your mic is now open. Who's calling and where are you calling from? Hello, this is Jay White, and I'm in Waco, Texas. Greetings, beloved. Thank you so much for being present with us. And for your offering and your request um, for reading, how can I assist you? I would also be open to a general reading. I just want to know what the cards say. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, now, now I'm going to say it again. I, I do general readings, and, and I do them a lot. I just don't suggest them because often people have, an idea, and I'm speaking to you, uh, Jay, but I'm also speaking to the people who are listening. Often people will have an idea what they want to hear about. Career, education, love, relationship, health, wellness, spirituality, religion, etc. But they either won't say it or don't say it. And so it's math that's a general reason. But what happens 
when any reader, any authentic reader, goes into a general reading, what comes forward is what God would say, what your ancestors would say, what destiny would say. And when I'm doing these type of readings, um, I don't want to give away all my secrets, but, but I'm, I'm going to share some stuff now because I've done this before. You, many of you have seen my Egyptian tarot video, which is very popular on my, on my YouTube page. Um, I'm throwing seven cards. I typically throw seven cards at a time and 21 in a full, complete tarot divination. And so there's going to be three cards to the left that speak to where you're from, uh, that helped me to build a foundation uh, for the reading, if you will, to some degree, in order for me to understand what I'm looking at, where we are in the present, and then how to move forward. Three cards sit to the right of the table. They speak to where you're headed, where you're going, the probable outcome of, of, of any predictions or homework or timing that might be manifest in the reading. And of course, the seventh sign sits in the middle of the table. I have to refer to it as my backbone. No matter how many questions we look at or subject matter we look at, it typically holds the entirety of the reading together. Now, uh, for clarity, I'm going to start in the middle of the table. That would be my, my bullseye. If you use your imagination, you got seven signs at the top, seven signs in the middle, seven signs underneath. That card in the middle is your 21, and that's your bullseye. And for you, we're looking at timing. We're looking at timing, Jay. God's timing. And I say that in a way that I know that you and I can comprehend. When I talk about seasonal timing, you and I get that from the same place. And God always closes one door to open another. One season to open another. And indeed, you are closing out a season. You have done what you needed to do. You have stood up. You have been present. You have spoke your truth. But the risk for you now is being locked in a whole pattern. Things that are consistent, persistent, blocked, stagnant, or don't change. That's how your reading opens up. And it opens up as it relates to value. Your money, your stuff, your credit, your housing, your car. Yes. But at a deeper level, we're talking about class, status, lifestyle, family values, and particularly when traditionalism gets involved, particularly when religion gets involved. There's a certain look to it that people anticipate and expect. And so when you change that look, it speaks to people that you've changed your position or you change your belief or, or, or even your religion. And you and I both know exactly what's being said on the board. Now, it's being fueled by your ancestors, by your ancestors. Your ancestors would have you to make this adjustment. That's your first homework sign. Your ancestors are standing up, asking you to make the adjustment, make the curve, take the detour. It's not only in the best interest of you, but those who would hear you see you, absorb your demonstration, question your demonstration. It's in the best sense of what God and the ancestors would have to move forward. 
Because remember now, your ancestors can't move without God. But your ancestors do the aggressive work. The ancestors will push you into that zone where you are now, where you don't feel quite comfortable. You know you've made the right choice, but you're not comfortable. Where am I going? Where am I headed? You are indeed in that realm of the unknown. But God has you. It is destiny. And, and the cutting of ties that no longer serve you are critical to the moving forward. Cutting away with doing away with eliminating what's no longer useful, beneficial, what no longer serves you, is what God would have you to do. It's not you being selfish. It's not you being personal. It's not you being individualistic. It's not you deciding, okay, I'm going to create and recreate a new path. God is pushing you here. You pray for God. You ask for God. You ask for clarity. You ask to be right. That's where you are, beloved. It's uncomfortable. It's new. It's unfamiliar. But you beg God for where you are right now. Absorb what's good about that. Absorb what's positive about that. And know that your steps are being guided. Now, moving ahead, you have to take leadership. We talked about this on a previous show, because I know who Jay White is. You're forever locked in the ministry. You don't have a choice. You're not forever locked into religion. You're never, not ever locked into a particular denomination. But you're locked in the ministry, whatever you, whatever you choose, whatever you desire. You're locked into leadership. The will of fortune shows up in the sixth position and it's followed by the world card. Those cards are really siblings, the world card and the will of fortune. The will of fortune has some risk attached to it. Just like the game show, you spin the wheel, Banner White stands, you know, to the side in all of her glory, and you either get the bullseye or, or you get the bankrupt. It is a risk. It is a risk what path God is, is, is taking you on. But even that magical book says my people are peculiar people. It don't say my, my people are on trend. It don't say my people are in fashion. It, it don't say my people look like what's popularly, popularly culturally acceptable. Even in the religious community, that ain't God's people. Those are God's people. God's people stand out from that crowd. God's people stand out from the group. God's people stand out from what's normally done, what's trending, what's popular, the way everybody else is doing it, what is commonly accepted. You're in the wilderness right now. I've never said this to you before because I'm totally in the read right now. You're in the wilderness right now. And, 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 and your purpose is to gather. It's to gather knowledge, strength, empowerment, so that you can move forward now in, in a new leadership role. That's the world card. The world is your oyster. <laughs> Anything that you thought you could build, any success that you thought you had, you're now on a new journey. You're now in a new path to rebuild and recreate that, but more in the image of God. 
not in the image of tradition, not in the image of how it's always been done, but in the image of God. And so that requires us separating ourselves sometimes from systems, including religion systems. Sometimes it's tradition that runs in families. You know, we Mormon, we've always been Mormon, so we're all going to do it the Mormon way. You know, sometimes traditionalism can be sick. Sometimes traditionalism can be ill. This is a seasonal shift. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You, you have the full card on the table. On top of your leadership card. So if I separate those two cards in the fifth column, there's the six of rods and then the full card. This is a leader who does something that's never been done before. So it looks foolish. It, it, it looks crazy. If it's truly absolutely new, it don't look like anything that's been done before. So, so we question it. We have to question it. But this is foolish, the more positive foolish. You seeing a vision clearly and, and writing out that vision so that that world card manifests for you. And it's coming, beloved. They're forcing me to give you times and dates. It's coming in the next three months. It's coming in 90 days. It also requires me to be presumptuous. Presumption is uh, 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 me suggesting what you are going to do or not do after this conversation. That's what I mean by presumption. You, you can't read a future without being presumptuous about what you are going to do. Because all you have to do is, is, is hang up and do what you've been doing. Or hang up and, and go an opposite direction. And then that changes the outcome of my reading. Ultimately, anybody's reading. So a real reader has to presume what you're going to do or not do, e even after the call. You step into this, and you got 30 days to do it. Hear me, you got 30 days to do it. You're making choices and decisions right now that solidify who you're gonna be for the next seven years, for the next nine years, before you have an opportunity, another season, like the one that you're in right now to make these changes. Churches are having to evolve, schools are having to evolve, hospitals are having to evolve, businesses are going to have to evolve. I know the public conversation around that is sketchy, but ain't no opening the country, ain't no opening up the environment, ain't no opening up venues without us having to recreate ourselves. And you, you started this process long before the virus. Long before the virus. The timing element now is specific to the virus because there is money available now. There are people that are looking at things differently right now. There are people that are shifting even how they connect with God, with ministry, with education, with instruction right now. And, and this is your season. This is your season. Rename it. Reclaim it. Know that it's divinely ordered. Are you with me, Jay White? Yes, I'm listening. Do you understand what you said? Yes. Give me your questions or your comments or what I might need to clarify on the table. 
I mean, honestly, it, you clarified every like a lot of what I want to say. Even when you begin your general reading, you began by saying, you know, I'm going to tell you what God wants me to say, what the ancestors want me to say. And that was what I was wanting to hear. You know what I'm saying? You, so, do, not, you do not have the option to be in a whole family. Hear what I'm saying. It's a lot of people in this room. It's a lot of people in this space. It's a lot of people on the internet who are in a whole pattern. Yes, they have walked away from religion. They have walked away from a church. They have walked away from a temple. They have walked away from, from some traditional way of seeing things that they may have grew up in. And they're in a whole pattern. And they have the option to study and read a little bit and look a little bit here and look a little bit there. But they're in a whole pattern. You don't have that option to wait, to sit. You do have the option to cleanse and purge and purify and, and regenerate and reclaim and redesign where your next move is, where you're going. You don't have the option to remain in the whole path, like Jonah in the belly of the, of the whale. You don't have that option. So you have to choose. You have to be willing to trust God right now. And, and if it means recreating a church, an organization, a building that, that don't fit, you know, what's been done before, that's God's call. And the smile on my face, the look on my face is that sudden recognition that your path is very similar to mine. Very, 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 very. I talk about my dad a lot. Um, talking about my dad uh, evoked negative emotion for me. So I only mention my dad when it's extremely important to my point. Um, I can remember one of the last conversations that I had with my dad as, as, a, as a teenager, as, as a young person coming out into the world. And I might have been out for a minute, so I might have been in my early 20s maybe, when he said, create your own church. Create your own religion. And coming from someone who claimed evangelical Christianity, coming out of an environment, meaning my dad claimed evangelical Christianity at the time. Also, my dad is the 33rd. Remember, I said that, a Mason. And some people think those two things can't cross. I have another call. I can't remember his name. That's a part of his conflict. That might have been you who's a mason, but, but also the church folks think that that's somehow wicked or, or evil or, or even satanic at, at a worst case scenario. So to have my dad say that while he's still actively involved in this evangelical charade, when I'm speaking about him, it's a charade. When I speak about my mama, it's very serious. For him, it's a charade. It's a look. It's a costume. It's a way of gaining access to more victims, access to more targets, and looking the part. And so that's at the heart of what I'm telling you right now. You're not required to look the part anymore. You're not required to follow those rules anymore. You're not required to, to adhere to those protocols anymore that God itself 
does not speak directly to you. And so create a, create a new church, create a new temple, create a new sacred space that mirrors God. And understand when I say God, I and I are weak. I and I are, are the same. I and I are inseparable. You are God. Be clear. I, I know to get past that evangelical or that Christian mentality, understanding that we are God as a child. I get that. But the magical book says it's a triangle. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God the Father. God the Father, Mother, God, that, 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 that is the divine creators of all that exists. Not in some book, not in some scripture, not in some manuscript. It's just taught through scriptures, books, and manuscripts. We know God, the, the Son, is you and I. It's God manifest as humanity. As God manifests as man and woman. As God, just as the magical book says, robing itself in flesh and then taking on humanity. And that very being, greater works than I've done, ye shall do. Greater works than I have done, ye shall do. So that makes you God. That makes you God. Why would God, the Son, who we taught came to represent God in the flesh, say that if it weren't true? So, so you are part of my. I was going to say part of my struggle like right now while I'm in that like wilderness is you know how you have some you know teachers, preachers, whatever that have no demonstration right? They can't do anything. They have no receipts. You know they just preach and teach. That's never been my problem. But in making this transition I don't have, like, anything, like, spiritual gifts, whatever, that I've needed to do or that I've been able to operate. I was always confident in operating in them because it was like I believe they were coming from, you know, the Holy Spirit and, you know, the evangelical view. So now it's like I have no confidence in my own ability. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And, and forgive me for sounding like repetitive. <laughs> um, forgive me for giving you the similar advice uh, to what I gave um, um, our previous caller. Um, you got to settle somewhere. You got to decide somewhere, and and you might require guidance. Now, now let, let me look at your twenty-one cards. Yeah, I see someone in a whole pattern that now wants, you know, shit or get off the pot. That now wants to know how do I move forward? But you're just sitting there and, and you waiting on some grand sign. You waiting on some bright light to shine right in your face. And it already has. It already has. Your lack of confidence is an illusion. And forgive me for the using this language. That's the devil. That ain't nothing but the enemy that has prevented 
What is that background noise all of a sudden? Um, that presents the outside. Oh, okay. That presents the illusion of you not being clear. But but that part that sounds repetitive is beloved. You need guidance. I'm begging y'all. I, I'm not here to sell y'all because I could do a whole hour of just call me now. Let me initiate you. Let let me crown you. But I say it every day. My goal is to birth powerful readers, powerful ministers. Maybe I need to use different language for you, Jay. My goal is to birth ministers. My goal, goal is to help people just like you to now move forward in ministry in a way that's more in tune with God and self. I've said in, in previous shows, like five years ago, 10 years ago, if I had my way, all these abandoned churches, all these abandoned temple spaces with two, three, four mortgages on them, that's now not even moving forward, that's now got broken windows, that's now got the grass growing up around them, I would convert those to ATL centers, to, to cultural, community, spiritual centers. We all got ancestors. So everybody would be welcome at my church. A Khan, a Fon, Igbo, Hausa, Ga. Everybody would be, be invited at my church. But ATR would be the demonstration. ATR would be the message. Now that may or may not be your path. But Jay, you got to clarify it, beloved. I, I, I'm, I'm embracing you right now. I'm asking you right now in front of all these witnesses, come on in. Just come on in. This is not witchcraft. This is not darkness. This is not evil. This is getting in touch with indeed who you are. You, you have to continue in ministry, but you've got to reframe it, my brother. You've got to reshape it. There are too many like us that are walking away from from systems that don't support us. And they're wandering, they're floating. They're, they're looking still. They're the soul journey that I talk about. But they, they, they won't commit. Don't, don't be that God. C commit. Let me give you a different way of, of, of viewing things. Now, now, give me your questions, beloved. Right now, I, I mean, you, like I said, You've answered a, a lot of them. Like everything that you said is resonating because that's everything Spirit has told me. You know, it's just sometimes for me personally, I need to hear, like you said, waiting for a grandson. Like I've actually asked Spirit just to give me like a, a you know, burning bush experience because I don't, I don't, you know, it's like when you're in the wilderness, you just, you're lost. This is our season. Hear me clearly. This is our season. Not to become witches, not to become overnight psychic readers, overnight specialists. This is our season to really build a foundation with roots to it. And just as I just offered, there's these buildings, there's this housing, there's this abandoned resource that we're not tapping into. As a community, we're not alone in our separation from, from, from these systems. 
We're not alone. We, we all know that there are thousands of people out there just like us who are sick and tired and, and tired of being sick and tired. But they're in a whole pattern. I'm begging you, Brother White, don't be in the whole pattern. You and I don't have that option. I was in a whole pattern for a minute, only to repeat and repeat and repeat and go back to what I thought I knew and repeat to finally have God say, listen, maybe if I cut this option so that you don't have it, you won't run back to it. And, and you'll now move forward the way I want you to move forward. And, and I stepped into that. I stepped into that in, in 2000. I stepped into that. And 20 years later, this is where I am. Now, now could I be in a better place? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm still in desire of a building. I'm still in desiring of an old church. I would love to have an old abandoned stone, brick and mortar church, preferably a Catholic church, because they tend to have rectories, other buildings on the property, housing already on the property that might need to be rehabbed, that, that might need to be modernized, and then grow this so that you all have somewhere to come to other than just my house. <laughs> so if you all have a doorbell to ring other than mine at two and three and four o'clock in the morning so that we have a bigger space to do our initiations from. Some of you have initiated in this space. Some of you have been in rituals with me in this space. I'm limited to what I have. The only living space I have is this chair and my bed. And even this chair is mostly business because I'm consulting from this chair. I'm teaching from this chair. I'm reading and working from this chair. But in terms of like, you know, y'all got a living room. I ain't got no living room. Some of y'all got guest rooms. I ain't got no guest room. Some of y'all got a dining room that you got a cabinet in, chairs in, and, and your family and 10 people or more can sit. I ain't got that. I got a table in the middle of my kitchen that, that barely four people can squeeze into. My point, 90% of what I have belongs to God. 95% of what I own belongs to Voodoo, belongs to ministry. And so when I do my taxes, yeah, I, I account for legitimate religious space, legitimate business space, but I would love to grow this. Ooh, this hair is tickling my face. I would love to grow this. And, and I need Brother White. I need Brother Paul. I need uh, a Queen Kiona. I, I need my brother who do occultism. We absolutely have something to grow and develop. And not just here, where in your town, in your neighborhood, in your community. We just need to come together with it. We just need to organize with it. You know, I, I, I have another member of my community. Yeah, you're still a very active member of my community. A sister Mahogany. Some of y'all know who I'm talking about. Mahogany Herbs. You know, she helped me to get my paperwork together. She helped me to get my legitimacy together. You know, I, I have another supporter. And I don't know her name because she uses numbers and letters and codes and 
she's 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 one thing on Instagram and she's something else on Facebook. So I, I don't know her name. I can't connect her to, to a person yet. But I know she lives in the UK. She warned me about some of you perpetrators. She's one of my road dogs. I call her my watchdogs and my pit bulls. They see y'all. They see y'all copy my stuff, appropriate my stuff, bastardize my stuff. And they not only run back and tell it, but if it's legal, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some of y'all know the hoodoo central father. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So beloved, we have an opportunity to be legitimate. To be legitimate. Particularly you and I, Brother White, who already have our ministerial credentials who already have our religious credentials. I have academic university level credentials as it relates to Pan-African studies and tradition. It's a marriage. It's a partnership. It's a relationship that we are now forming virtually. But we need to get serious about this. I, I need priests and priestess. I need armor bearers. I need readers. Oh my God, I can't read 24 hours a day. I need other readers, but I need readers who know what the hell they're doing. I need ministers who know the business of ministry. I know people who know the business of administration. Mahogany Arabs know the business of administration. She's going to get your branding, your trademarks, and your copyrights and your legalities together. Y'all can play with my name if you want to. If you have anything, I'm coming for you. Okay. <laughs> so y'all can play with my brand if you want to. But but Brother White, you're still an active minister. You don't have a choice. You just have to get clear about your voice. Get clear about your platform. Get clear about what it is God would have you to say in this present moment in time space. And I'm here for you. I would love to see us doing it together. I'm having a vision yeah, right now. Almost like an out-of-body experience. And, and we're somewhere physically in the same space. You and I and Hoodoo Occultism and, and, and Kiona and, um, oh, my God, who called me before you? Sterling? No, it wasn't Sterling. Who called me before you? So when I'm doing reading, uh, I can't, I, I can't remember. Colleen, Texas. Right, right. You know, I, I see us in a shared space. I see us you. Who do a call says, and that's got to be you calling me from area code 318. Is that Houston, Texas, with all that background noise going on? It's got to be you. <laughs> I have background noise. Yeah. It's a lot. He's just like you got the window down. Let, 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 I'm gonna call you back and um, well, I'm gonna mute it and then I'm gonna come back on in like five minutes. Okay, please. please. I want to see I'm, I'm gonna stay on the line. Yeah, I opened up that mic and that wind just hit me. So I know you're in a vehicle. You're probably in your truck. <laughs> You're probably on the road, and I can tell it's a lot. It's a lot of background noise. Thank you, Keona D. Carter, for helping me in the chat. Y'all see her now, right? 
show some respect to the queen. She spends a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy in helping me to move this forward. Um, and I'm grateful. Um, I, I, I'm certainly grateful. I see us all being in a space together. I see us all performing together. Um, I, I see us all getting paid. I see us all with an income. Um, and I see us as a part of an active movement that has to happen. I just need to get y'all all on the same page. And, and you're coming. I see it. You're coming. But you are not being called to sort of experiment as tarot readers and, 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 and the like without some guidance, without some structure. And there's a means for us to build. Oh, I see the lights coming on, the hands being raised. Area code 612. Area code 612. Who's calling and where are you calling from? You hear me? Is that Sterling? Hello. Yes. Okay, beloved. Yeah, I can hear you now. Greetings, beloved, from New Orleans. What's happening? What's your question for me today? Hi. I would like to know um, uh, tangible ways on fighting things that are like the devil car, as we mentioned the other day. Okay. Um, you, you, you're asking me to, I'm using my Iyama Van Vant words. You're asking me to reiterate or to speak further on the devil card that was on the table yesterday. Um, and I'm going to speak to it specifically as it relates to you, but I'm also going to speak to it um, from a perspective that, that the other listeners and viewers can comprehend. Now, when the devil card shows up in a tarot reading, in the Egyptian tarot reading, we're looking at addictive things, addictive habits, addictive personalities, addictive people. Uh, if I'm looking at you specifically, Sterling, or any other person sitting across the table from me, um, I'm going to first check for too much drinking, too much gambling, too much drugs, too much spending, too much of something, and too much eating. And if I'm not seeing the pattern for that, then I'm going to look at behaviors, addictive behaviors, codependency, enabling, um, toxic relationships, both those that form around you you know, the sort of the people that come to us and come after us that always seem to be problematic or always have this negative tent to them or, or have a vampiric energy about them. Um, we're always feeding them, entertaining them, listening to their problems, listening to their gossip, listening to them talk about, you know, the problems and the blocks that might exist in their life or in their relationships. But the minute you try to share love, or share light, or give a solution, and, and, and worse still, you need comfort, you need support, you need energy, they're not there. Now, let me use myself as an example so this will make sense to you. Um, and your mic is open too, by the way, so if you have a question or comment, Sterling, just unmute yourself and come on back in. 
but I appreciate you muting uh, your background noise. Uh, but I'm gonna use myself as an example. So those toxic people might be the people right now who watch me, listen to me, view me, and are never gonna call me, never send an email request to me, never wanna have a personal direct interchange. So those people are pulling off my energy. Those people are either sending shade to me, negative comments and energy at me, or they might be supportive. You know, I, I like what's being said. I like what I'm hearing. I like what I'm doing. I got my own stuff going on, but they don't never send me a communication. Energetically, I'm still collecting that. And so I still have to wash that off. In Asian cultures, African cultures, Middle Eastern cultures, we call that the evil eye. We set up protections against the evil eye. I know someone right now who's establishing a uh, uh, online botanica who's selling the little glass blue with the eye in it, something you can totally buy wholesale from offline, but they open it up a botanica, right? But the idea that we have people around us as practitioners, Sterling, um, who might come because you've given a free reading. Oh, by all means, you want to be tarot readers. Offer free readings and, and, and see what happens. <laughs> you will absolutely draw parasites. You will absolutely draw vampires. They, they want you to read. They want you to look in them. But, but they're also discharging their toxic demons and gin and spirits onto you. And if you're not qualified, if you don't know how to address that, if you don't know how to get that off of you, it then shows up in other areas of your own. Another way we look at the enabling card, the devil card, is the, the mother, the wife the passive partner, the, the feminine partner who's always receiving, not just literally, not just literally, because you women are, are literally receiving. Uh, sometimes when I think about, oh, wow, I'm going back into that first chakra stuff. When I think about sex and physicality and how the world sort of views that, sees that, operates in that, you women and some of you men are just being abused, are just being abused. It's punishment. It's punishment. What I see, what I hear, what's being suggested in, in, in porn is punishment. It's, it's brutality to your body, brutality to your mind, brutality to your spirit. And then you allow this man, this woman, to ejaculate in you, to spit in you, to, to just deposit their energy in you. I don't care if you're using toys. I don't care if it's the real thing. That's why I said men, women, it, 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 you know, because we can't get into gender specifics because there's no gender in the spirit realm. You, you're, you're, you're masculine or feminine, not male or female in the spirit realm. And you might be some combination of two, but but those things collide when it comes to sex, when it comes to love, 
when it comes to relationships. That's why we compare love to war, love to battle, because you're opening yourself up to brutality, abuse, penetration, depositing of, you know, other people's energy. And, and those of us who operate in ministry, spirituality, religion, up and coming readers, psychics, it doesn't have to happen physically, Sterling. It happens spiritually. It happens emotionally. And, and, and when we're looking for love, oh, looking for love, and not clear about how that looks, not just from this side, because we got it down on this side, what he looks like, what size, what shape, how it should act, how it should present. Oh, we got that part down. But if you're looking for love without clarity about the love you're bringing to the table, you're opening yourself up for the devil card. You're opening yourself up for a toxic relationship. You're opening yourself up for the partner who gives 30% while you give 70. You're opening yourself up for the partner who's always in need, always needs fix, repair, always needs you to show up for them to back them up, to support them, but then it's not being reciprocated. That's the devil card, Sterling. That's the devil card. And I'm not singling you out or picking on you, but, but we all know your age. So I'm not referencing you individually, but the younger you are, the less likely you are to be open up to the depositing, the recklessness of other people's energy, particularly if you ain't clear on your platform. That's why we like to think in the society that, you know, when we come from the whole family, a healthy male, a healthy female, a healthy mom, a healthy dad, healthy role modeling, healthy uh, partnerships, he healthy social life, then we anticipate coming out into the real world Yes, Raina Love, beloved, if you have the skill, the money, the credit, <laughs> the know-how, I'm begging for that. If you can help us make that happen, I'm begging for that. We absolutely need a building. Uh, I'm still with you, Sterling. So um, be careful that you're not giving, 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 that you're not always taking, 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 taking. That's the devil card. And, and and that shows up earth, water, fire, air, and mind. That shows up in your money, your housing, how you live, your lifestyle. It shows up in what you know, what you understand, how you feel, how things affect you emotionally. It shows up in your motivation, how you're motivated, what you get up for every day, what you look for every day, what you anticipate coming at you every day. It shows up in your ability to protect, to defend, to guard that which is of value, including yourself. It shows up in what we think, what we see, what we envision, how the third eye operates, our ability to see the future, our ability to have an idea, to have a goal, and to see that because any entrepreneur, any artist, any creator has to be able to see something in the future 
and then create it from scratch. So yeah, uh, we need more women. We need more goddesses. We need more queens. Oh God, we live in a male-dominated world, and I and I and I mean that in all the the best and worst possible definitions. We need women's energy. We need women's power. We need women's leadership. We need women's healing. But we need women who are willing to step outside of tradition. Traditionalism. Tradition is is a good thing. Traditionalism is toxic. Doing and repeating what never works or what's no longer working and fearing replace it with something better. I, I dream of, 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 a, of, a, of a world led by women. I, I dream of a world where the queens are in charge. I, I dream of that. And I dream of a, of, of, of a world that reinvents the goddess, that, that goes back to, while moving forward, a world dominated by, by the goddess. I, I, I live for that. I dream for that. I am here. Thank you, uh, everyone, for your participation. I'm trying to catch up with my chat right now. Um, oh, you have everything, Raina Love. We just have to uh, figure out exactly what that is. You might have skills. Um, I barbecued a steak yesterday. I don't know what I'm going to do today, Raina. I haven't even thought about it, actually. Uh, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink other than coffee, uh, it, it hasn't even occurred to me yet. Yes, the chat is popping. Thank you, Keisha Smith. The chat is popping. People are active. I've sort of changed lanes a little bit, if you all haven't noticed. Thank you, um, Your Royal Highness. We love you for being here for the first time live on air with us. Um, we appreciate your questions, your comments, your requests. Do pop them in into the chat uh, in all capital letters so that we can see it and discern it and um, respond to it. Know that it's a new day. It's a new time. It's a new day. It's a new season. We're not going back to January. We're not going back to October of last year. Thank you all for coming forth. Thank you, thank you. I'm still trying to check my uh, my chat, make sure I'm not missing any questions, any comments. I want to make sure you all are featured. Yes, number eleven. Oh, Royal Highness, number eleven. That's about portals, gateways, wormholes. The number eleven. Oh, I'm about to tell you the truth now. You know, we we, we talk about the eleven eleven. You know, some of y'all post at the eleven eleven. But do you really understand what 11 is? 11 is the portal. It's the gateway, the wormhole. It's the entering into a new dimensional space, 1111. The new inter-intra-dimensional intra space, 1111. Now, what that means, inter-intra, we say dimensional space. We kind of understand dimension, kind of, because they don't teach that in school. Now, my mathematicians better understand what I'm talking about, dimensional space. Time exists in a, in a space unto itself, width, length, 
All these things affect our reality, our, our sense of dimensional space. We say time, we, we say right here, right now, in this divine moment. But you are in your divine moment where you are, your Royal Highness. You are in your divine moment where you are, Kim D. Carter. And it might be a, a minute past or a minute before where you are physically, physically. So time is influenced by relativity of where you are. The minute you change your belief, the minute you change your way of seeing something, the minute you change your understanding of something, you shift dimensional space. You shift inter, intra dimensional space. To enter space, what's in here? What's going on out here might not always mirror what's going on in here, especially with me. What shows up on my face rarely mimics what I'm really thinking at any given moment. What's really going on in my mind at any given moment. Even in the course of a reading, even in the course of doing this show, I'm often all out here and in here. And I have to be reminded to come back here because I'm in intra-space. Interdimensional space is going within, but then transcending the present moment. I might be going back into the past. I might be dreaming and visioning the future. I might be in the moment, sharing this moment with you, talking about tomorrow, talking about the day and time when we can come out and be about and interact in, in a physical sense of the word. That is inter intra-dimensional space. And so I love the number 11 as, as a portal, as a gateway, as an opening. You always have the opportunity, your, 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 your royal highness, to just shift your reality. I love uh, optical calcite. I utilize optical calcite for that purpose for that sense of shifting at any given moment in time space, the reality. My reality, but the reality of those around us. So if I'm trying to shift the minute, shift the moment, shift the energy, shift the way I, my, my caller is, 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 is perceiving or hearing in the moment, I shift my optical calcite. And, 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 the, and the understanding is, is that I'm shifting perception. My perception of the room is, is one thing if I'm looking like this. But if I stand up and look at my whole perception of the room changes. So we have the power and the control to shift inner, intra-reality just, just in our perception. So, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to predict um, your royal highness that you are more happy than not, more positive than not, more ready to turn up than not, more energetic than not. You're always willing to take the challenge, to take the new road. Uh, you might like to drive and, and venture into unknown territory th that you've never gone into before. That's number 11 energy. And if that's not you, beloved, that could show up as a block. <laughs> okay, you got to be spontaneous. You got to do new things. You got to take new adventures. You got a highway drive 
you know, and, and go down the road that you've never gone down before just to find out where does this lead? You know, what's on the other side of, of this of this particular path? Uh, that's the number 11, your royal highness. Always willing to walk through the, the new door, the new opportunity, the new challenge. I love the number 11, absolutely. And God stands up in the number 11. I and I stand up in the number 11. You and the divine creators, you and the goddess, stand up in the number 11. So I, I like that. I like that in you and about you. It's all around you, beloved. <laughs> walk, walk through. Walk through. Walk through. Yes, indeed. Give me your questions, your comments, your requests. We're well into the overflow. Um, Houston, who do occultism? I see you still with me. I don't hear no background noise, so. I don't know if you, what you, but I don't hear no background noise. So give me your question, your comments, beloved. Um, I'm on, I was on Facebook early, and these people on the internet take Oshun energy and just run all over the place. Can you address the oversexuality? that the internet gives Oshun. Um, for instance, you get a lot of people who's twerking on the internet and saying this Oshun energy. Um, you have a lot of people that's just doing anything and don't don't really understand the energy of Oshun. Can you address that, please? I'm more than happy to. I'm <laughs> more than happy to. Um, I call that, as many of you are, are well aware of, I call that Arisha romance. That's the Arisha romance. The idea that I don't have to marry you. I don't have to know you. I don't have to have any kind of real relationship about you. But I can have access to your goodies. I mean, that you know, we, we're talking about Oshun, but we're talking about pop culture today. We're talking about the reality of the of, of the world that we live in today. Show me a little bit more, a, a little bit more booty, a little bit more cleavage. Make that dress a little bit shorter. Bring your sexuality out into the front. There's no culture, indigenous culture, that existed like that. I like to describe a world where people were without clothing necessarily. You didn't see that overt sexualization in Africa and Brazil and South America and Japan and China, the very cultures that birthed sex and sex knowledge and sex awareness and, 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 and the tantric system and the Kundalini um, and, and, and many other uh, texts and books that speak directly to uh, sex. I'm drawing a blank. The Karma Sutra, you know, that that's a whole book about sexuality and sexual position. But what the Westerner doesn't get is that we have a dirty attitude about sex. It's either wicked and sinful, even if you have a positive attitude about sex, it's either wicked or sinful. That's how it's taught in this culture. Cover that up, you know, or it's overt and it's over the top and it's all over the place. And it's, legs wide open 
can you see me now? I mean, it takes me back to Little Kim. Oh my God, remember Little Kim? I don't know if it was her first album, but that one album that sort of changed the game, you know, where, where she's sitting with her legs open in, in, in a somewhat masculine position, you know, and the, and the attention was on her JJ, you know, and, and that brought Little Kim into the world. And, and listen, I got nothing but respect for Little Kim, but I use her in, in my mind. She set the precedent in my generation where I can remember what things change. It's always somebody that comes out in every generation that takes it to the next level. We thought we had seen it all, and now, now they take it. At that time, for my generation, that was Little Kim. And so now when we think about Little Kim, my God, there, there are so many much more worse players out there than Little Kim who, who've really come and, and given us a little bit more of that. So we want to put that onto Oshun. We want to say Oshun is love and relationships and it's feminine and, and it's feminized and it's, and it's gold and it's sweetness and, and it's honey, you know, honey. It takes me back to the Ohio players, you know, the Ohio players back in the in the 70s had the album, the album cover with a naked woman pouring honey on herself, just completely, you know, covered in honey. It's the West. It's the toxic mindset of the West. I don't care if we're talking about racism, white supremacy, or just pop culture. The Western culture is seeded by racism, white supremacy sexualism, sexualization. And so the black woman has been overtly sexualized by the West, by the white man, just from the inception. Oh my God, we got there and, and, and it was naked black women with gold dust, you know, and, and, and we wanted to trade with them. And so we traded them some of our cheap glass beads and they gave us pots of gold dust, you know, and the next thing you know, we're enslaving them. That's a true story, by the way. Next thing you know, we're enslaving them. Tina Marie told that story best on, on one of her albums. It might be her last album. I, I'm not sure, but she told that best in, in one of her albums about how we, the white men, showed up. And they see this nakedness. They see this gold. They see this luxury. Because in the Western mind, it's luxury. It has a value. It's to be bought. It's to be sold. If, if the Ghanaians were covering their bodies in gold dust, they didn't value it like that. If we're making statuary to the gods in the gold, we, we, we weren't valuing it to sell and trade. And so the Western mindset, including our people of color, our beautiful black young women, and, and Hispanic women and Latina women are coming at this tradition with Western ideals, with Western mindset. So all Oshun is is feminized femininity and, 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 and of the most exaggerated demonstration. She's here to fix my love and relationship. She's here to, to make me more attractive to the men. She she's in my twerking as you as you suggested, and Oshun, in comparison to other Orisha, 
is the hardest and most complicated reach to work with. She's the least likeliest to respond to you. She's the least likeliest to, to, to answer your trivial request, Ocean. She's the most likeliest to require work, to require effort, to require ebo, to require you to do and to address real things in order to get an output. Oshun is a river, you know, in Nigeria. <laughs> you know, and we talked earlier in this episode about the power of water to borrow, borrow right through rock, to, to, to make geographic land changes. You know, we have the Mississippi River here in, in New Orleans. You do understand the Mississippi River moves from century to century, generation to generation, season to season. And, and man has to do a lot, spend a lot of money, billions of dollars to control the movements of the, of the Mississippi River. Without our levees and our expensive pumps, we will be underwater in New Orleans. So the idea that Oshun is oh just so easily and readily accessible to everyone and that she has any kind of interest in your love life at all or any interest in your twerking at all it's just lunacy and and the and the illness and sickness that is western culture western culture it, it tells me that the people in the videos are polluted H haven't been bathed haven't been washed haven't been initiated, dipped in the rivers of Oshun. That, that's, that's what I see. People who have not been willing to do the work, people who are looking for a shortcut, that's what I see. I, I don't see true adherence of Oshun. True adherence of Oshun have a serious look about them, serious look. Women who understand female genital mutilation, Women who understand female trafficking, women who understand enslavement, women who understand having, having your children corrupted or taken from you. That's the power and authority of Oshun. That's the wealth of Oshun. Mastery, mastery over, over the, the art of being a woman. That's the power of Oshun. So, so she's not, you know, as you suggest, who do occultism, what the imagery that we're seeing in social media, which is often foolishness, foolishness, and has nothing to do with Oshun, nothing. When, when, when Oshun manifests in a ceremony, in, in a trance ceremony, she often won't even turn her back and look at us. Seriously. It, it, it takes a great deal. And then when she is, she's either in tears or she's laughing. And when she's laughing, she's angry. She's some kind of angry. So, so the twerking and the joy in that, it, 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 that ain't no show. It's African, but it ain't no show. Let's be clear, it's African. Twerking comes from Africa. Yeah, please, come on in. Um, so a couple years ago, Beyonce um, performed at the Grammys and did an Oshun-inspired performance with her music. 
And I'm wondering if that is she did was disrespectful or because Beyonce is known to cultural appropriate and I just don't something feels off about what she did because I don't think that she follows, you know, Ifa or but I don't know. Well you've said a lot. Um you've asked Asked some questions and then answered them, but but I guess now you want me to, to either agree or disagree with your presumed answers. And I agree with the last thing you said, and I have to tie that back to the very beginning of, of your question. Who said? Who said that Beyonce invoked Orisha at all? Now I could be wrong. I'm not the most internet savvy. I, I'm not. You know, I, I'm, I, I check out Wendy Williams and TMZ, but I've never heard or seen Beyonce acknowledge outright Orisha at all. Nor have I heard JC acknowledge Orisha or Illuminati at all. Now that does not mean they're not connected. That doesn't mean that that's not an influence. That doesn't mean that it's not involved. But Beyonce never claimed Orisha that I know of, and if I'm wrong, please, somebody point me at it. She never said she's been initiated. She's never uh, worn uh, uh, banners like many of you do. <laughs> you know, she's never worn the Alekis to even give you the look of. So, so that's the first thing. Uh, and, and let me respond to, to my own comment. Um, pop culture. I think there's a desire for Orisha in pop culture. So your Black Lives Matter, your Me Too, your, your Black witches, your, your young Black women who might otherwise be Beehive members, introduce that into the conversation. Now, again, I'm willing to be wrong, but Arish, she never, Beyonce never acknowledged Arish, not that I'm aware of. Now, the fact that the symbolism is there, perhaps, but, but, if you're coming from a pop cultural Orisha romantic perspective about what Oshun is. I said the other day, Oshun color ain't yellow or gold. It's, it's actually green in Nigeria. It's actually natural color in, in Nigeria. Okay, so who said? And, and so let's assume that that she was referencing Arisha. I don't find it disrespectful. She never said I'm, I'm acknowledging Loa. She never said I'm I'm acknowledging Arisha. And, and and just a quick sidebar because it's relevant. I did some research too on that white girl who invoked Legba. She never said that. Other people said that that was what she's doing. She didn't say that. So we have to be careful again about pop culture the climate of witchcraft and spirituality and Orisha romance and how we see that in social media. Uh, if, if she were suggesting Orisha, I'm not offended by what Beyonce did. It, it was an artistic license. It was an artistic um, demonstration maybe of something she's been exposed to. And so we would expect any writer, any musician, any artist, any poet, to reflect their experience in their material. 
But as a poet yourself, I'm sure you don't support appropriation. I'm sure you don't support bastardizing. I'm sure you don't support copyright and trademark infringement. Um, and so if, if that's what Beyonce is doing, I haven't seen it. Now, I heard you suggest that she's appropriating something. Again, until she comes out and says or implies or writes something that suggests that, I'm on the fence about that. I think Beyonce, like many celebrities, are being accused of stuff that they never set out to do. They never said. They never clearly demonstrated. Now, I know it was suspicious. There was, there was a point in time when um, Obama was still in office, so I can't remember exactly what year, maybe 09, maybe. And we heard or seen that Beyonce and, and Jay-Z had gone to Cuba. It was suggested then that they were there initiating, that they were there studying, that they were there doing Occiento. But, but we don't know that to be a fact. We don't know that to be a fact. And people who officially initiate, especially in Cuba, are, are going to have outward signs. I would anticipate they would have wore white for an entire year. I don't care if you got a performance. I don't care if you, you, you got a TV interview to do. I don't care uh, you got a video to do. She would have had to sit down for a year. She would have been quiet for a year. She would have had to change up how she operated for a year. I would suspect that more now than then, because right now people could be studying, people could be initiating and, and, and do it quietly on the low, because for the most part, we're on stay at home. So I, I, I've never jumped into that argument um, because I don't have no fact that Beyonce ever claimed Arisha, that Beyonce was ever representing Arisha. And so, am I offended? No, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. I'm much more offended by some people who are in this room, who got beads on right now, but want people to, to assume that it's Arisha. I'm much more offended, uh, offended by people who are dressed in white more often than not and wearing elakis, you know, beads that, that mimic elakis and are giving the, I'm more offended by that. Uh, the day Beyonce comes out and gives tarot readings, then I might be a little bit more offended. The minute she starts, you know, accepting prayer requests and ritual work for Oshun without Cuba standing up and saying that, yeah, we officially, then, I'm, then I'll be offended. Right now? Mm -mm. By Beyonce? No. Mm -mm. No. And, and, and I already know I, I threw it in there. I, I don't believe that she and, and Jay-Z are Illuminati either. If anybody's Illuminati, it's me. Not Jay-Z. If anybody's Illuminati. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> okay. So no, I don't I'm not offended by, by Beyonce's demonstration. I'm not offended by Beyonce. Uh, I would love to talk to Beyonce. I would love to work with Beyonce. I, I would love to know what Beyonce's spirit practice is. Because in my opinion, 
I'm being hesitant. I got to be careful now about what I'm saying about Beyonce out loud on record. In my opinion, I would say she don't have no religion. Not that I'm suggesting that she doesn't. It's just not visible to me. She might come out and say, well, I'm, I'm Christian, but I can't tell. She might come out and say, I'm Orisha, but I can't tell. I, I would say Beyonce is neutral. I would say Beyonce's publicist has done a, done a good job of keeping Beyonce neutral so that everybody likes Beyonce. Everybody might support Beyonce, some a little bit more than others. So it, it could be a ploy. Orisha is popular right now. Voodoo is popular right now. You know, her, her team is trolling the internet right now. Her team is involved in social media activity right now. So I can see them saying, well, it might be in your best interest to look Voodoo right now, to look Orisha right now, to invoke Black consciousness right now, to go a little natural right now, to, to stop wearing makeup like Alicia Keys right now. But unless you come out verbally and speak to it in the way that Alicia Keys has, we we wrong to assume. Alicia Keys said, I'm not wearing makeup. I'm going natural, and, and this is why. And I want to present this particular message. Beyonce never did that. Help me out, Kiona. Has Beyonce ever said that? Am I missing something? Has Beyonce, has Beyonce ever said I'm Voodoo, I'm Orisha, I'm Ifa. So, no, Sterling, I can't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And, and I'm not the number one Beyonce fan. I'm not, I'm not in the beehive. I like Beyonce. She okay. I ain't got nothing against her. But I can't recite many of her songs off the top of my head. And, and the ones that I can recite are probably Destiny's Child and not quote-unquote Beyonce. Um, can you pay my gas bill, my house bill? I can remember that. Bills, bills, bills. Um, but to pull out something right now that's uniquely Beyonce, I would be hard to do it. Unless I heard it, like many of you, playing in the background. So I think she's got some masterful publicists, some masterful uh, marketing agents, masterful um, business management, Beyonce, but she's never pulled an Oprah, for instance. Oprah back in the day came out and spoke to her challenges about religion, belief. For, for a minute, she promoted um, oh wow, A Course in Miracles, Oprah Winfrey. You know, so, so we know to some degree her position on religion and spirituality, but Beyonce never gave us nothing. Not in regards to her speaking out and saying, I support one or the other. I've never gotten that. So, no, I'm I'm not quick to accuse Beyonce of appropriating Orisha because there's no real evidence that she's representing Orisha any more than there's any real evidence that some of you not people that's in the room, but some of you that's viewing me right now out there who don't want me to know that you, we ain't got no proof that you're a real reader. We ain't got no proof that you're a real psychic. We ain't got no proof that you got anything to do with hoodoo, root work, obia, at all. 
other than your your fake ass Instagram post. We ain't got no proof or nothing. You ain't got no footprint. I have a footprint. Okay. <laughs> I've got paperwork, video. You Google me. Google me. Google my mama. Google my sister. We ain't got that. We we know Beyonce Mama. Beyonce Mama comes off a little bit more Christian to me than Beyonce. So I might assume, assume that Beyonce's mother still, she might not.